0: I V M I V M Hey everyone, this is your daily dose of everything that's happening in the world of NBA. I am Monish and joining me as he does always is Nishant and you're listening to The Airball Diaries. It was a great and fantastic day of action. 24 teams were in action and there was 13 hours of basketball. It was like a dream come true on a holiday. Uh, the Eastern Conference is totally messed up from what we had a couple of weeks ago. A uh, couple of weeks ago when we spoke, we said that the Bulls and the uh, Brooklyn Nets were pulling away. Miami Heat, uh, Milwaukee Bucks were chasing. Miami Heat was a great below them. And then there was a big gap and then there was the Cavs and the rest of the pack all were together. Uh, look at the table now there are five teams with 27 wins miami has 28 wins although they played a little bit more but five teams with 27 wins uh, philadelphia are not too far behind either it's got a, it's a complete jumble up there uh, we have tons of stuff to talk about let's get started and let's talk about the eastern conference in today's episode whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast join us tanvi and shlok we are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy, mindset and everything sport. So tune in to the Millennial Athlete every Monday. Only on the IBM Podcast Network. Trust us, it's gonna be lit. Uh, this has become quite a jumble. The the Brooklyn Nets have lost 7 out of the last 10. The Chicago Bulls have lost 5 out of the last 5, uh, including terrible losses against the Nets and the Grizzlies and the Warriors in the stretch. Uh, they have no players remaining except DeMar DeRozan. Lonzo's out, Lavin's out, Caruso's coming back and I think he'll be a big addition now, at least in the defense. And they've gone off the radar. Uh, even in the West, in fact, the Warriors have lost five of the last seven. The Milwaukee Bucks have lost six in the last eight. Uh, the uh, the Rudy Gobert-less Jazz have lost five of the last six, including one against the Lakers. It's absolute chaos right now. This is this is perfect for the mid-season where you thought that all teams would be cementing their spots and their seedings for the playoffs. No, it's hmm. not happening so soon. You've got to play a lot of the season more. Uh, let's start off with the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Lavin got injured in the game against the Warriors and then they've looked terrible ever since. In fact, even before that, they started looking terrible because yeah. uh, they suffered a huge loss against the Brooklyn Nets. That game was tied 71-71 in the third quarter. Yeah, and they just capsized. Uh, yeah, they capsized. The Nets went on a 43-8 to run and <laughs> no competition after that and the warriors were just coming off a big defeat against the bucks and then they repeated that against the bulls they lost 40, they lost by 40 points against the warriors uh, they've been lost they've been thrashed by the grizzlies uh, yesterday ja morant and desmond been took off against them and uh, demar derozan seems like the only man standing and they have a bunch of role players who are coming off and playing now and which yeah. is still there as well who's not shooting the three great anymore by the way uh Start of the season, a prediction was Chicago Bulls would finish fifth, sixth. Uh, they went to the top of the Eastern Conference, which was kind of uh, not predicted. Now, do you think with these losses of players, uh, they'll go back to where we originally predicted them? How far do you think they'll slide before they? Uh, because it's going to be a couple of weeks before Levine comes back, and that means he'll miss around five more, five six more games. Yeah, yeah, I think. So how, uh, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, somewhere like expectation versus reality. Somewhere the the averages are catching up. Um, I that fifth sixth is a bit of a stretch. Now I think this team is better than that. I think uh, that was our surface level estimation without having, yep. uh, without the season having kicked off. Right, so we didn't really get to uh, see them fully play. Um, I think it's a bunch of things. They did have some injuries, uh, and and I think their so the way their team is made up, right, and Caruso comes off the bench most mm-hmm. of the time. So then when you look at their starting lineup, it's not something that inspires a lot of confidence on uh, on the defensive end of the court. Hey. Now, now they may have done a bunch of great things on defense, uh, but it's not a very confidence inspiring team. DeRozan started defending like he hasn't been maybe four or five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lavin, just no. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> Lonzo's good. I like Lonzo. Lonzo's yeah. great on defense, right? And Vucevic is also nothing to write to him about. I think that's been his yeah. biggest flaw always. Um, yeah, as a big man, he's he's inclined more towards the scoring and hardly does any defense. Sort of like a light version of Jokic uh, before he started defending this season. So maybe they overachieved on defense. Uh, and and that, that that I'm sure played a significant role in where they were in the standings. And and now maybe just that that uh opening burst of energy that josh of a bunch of people on the new franchise uh, that's coming down that doesn't mean it's going to continue going down or it'll stay down uh just means now you know it's time to get real for the coach now you have got to earn yep. those uh, bucks because could be could be just a moral issue
0: it could be i mean uh it's surprising that they've slipped down so much because they have been hit by injuries right from the start of the season. In fact, probably they're the, one of the worst uh, injury-hit teams this season. But it, doesn't, it didn't really reflect on the standings so far. Mm. Uh, if you remember from the start of the season, Vucevic was out. They lost their number four Patrick Williams at the start of the season. Vucevic was out for a bunch of games. Yep. Then Lonzo went into health and safety protocols. Levine and DeRozan both went into health and safety protocols. So they've been probably one of the worst-hit teams. But they went about the job without complaining too much, without whining too much. You wouldn't see them much on social media saying that Bulls are... Uh, Missing a lot of players yeah. because they were still winning, right? Now so. that, uh, now that the season has taken uh, a toll on them, you could say a bit, since it's halfway through the mm-hmm. season and mm-hmm. they played a bunch of games, and now the games are coming fast, thick, pretty thick yeah. and quick. So uh, probably now their depth, which we always told was a problem uh, beyond their starting five and Caruso, they didn't really have much of a depth. Probably that is showing now because uh, those bench players are now starters, and the starters are not getting the results you want. So. Yeah, the Bulls are sliding down, and I think they'll uh, slide down pretty quickly because given how close the standings are, I think uh, the Bucks will start winning soon. Miami Heat are already there. Uh, the Cavs have been on the run, so they'll go above as well. Yeah, the Brooklyn Nets and the Bulls. I think these are the teams that will suffer the most. Brooklyn with the injury to KD, and we'll talk about them uh, next. Hey, the they Brooklyn got Kyrie Nets. back.
1: and They got Kyrie back, a and then away games or
0: something. He's available yeah. for the next 10 uh, Ten of the next 13 games. So, he'll go, right. he's going to be there. And he's he's playing pretty smooth. He doesn't look like he's missed weeks or months it's of action. Kyrie, he's, uh, he's, of he's pretty smooth. Yeah. He, he top scored against the Cavs yesterday, but in a losing cause. James Harden is there. He's still playing pretty good. It's James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and a bunch of nobodies. Who is Cam Thomas? Who is... Uh, uh, Paddy Mills, my fantasy team represent. Paddy Mills off the bench. Yeah, great. Okay, uh, nothing. De'Ron wrong. Sharp. Mm, Cam Thomas, yeah, Nick okay, Claxton's cool. injured, yeah, he's Aldridge's Want coming off the bench, yeah. so there are a bunch of uh, nobody players over there, but uh, I think Kyrie and Harden are still good enough to keep this team in contention, uh, they just need to make the playoffs, we told this time and again, right, I mean, it doesn't the seeding doesn't matter for them, really, I mean, if they make the top four, I think that should be good enough for them, do you agree with that statement? Nope. They'll get jacked. They'll get
1: jacked if uh, all their players are not back. And here's the biggest if of all. Forget mm-hmm. the if of whether KD will come back. How fast can he come back? Can he get match fit? Will they have uh, team chemistry back? a momentum, blah, blah, blah. We know they're all great. They'll figure it out. Biggest if. What the hell are they going to do with Kyrie in the playoffs? Yep. Yeah. And, and by the way, then that and and that's where that top four point comes in right? that you have home court advantage for most of the series, except mm-hmm. home court advantage for all of the series is what they should be uh, is what they should be targeting. so that's that's one. But by the way, for all the flack that they get, mm-hmm. they're spectacular away from home. And this didn't just start with Kyrie coming back mm-hmm. all season long. They've been scintillating away from home and they've sucked at home. They're just yeah. above five hundred at home, and then they're phenomenal. I think 7,500 above, away from home, something like that. Uh, Which which is a very interesting stat for me, right? Because with the Bulls, it's the other way around. Home is where the heart is. It's it's almost identical flipped for for the Bulls. Mm -hmm. Another interesting home and away observation was Mm -hmm. the Sixers, believe it or not, are suddenly Mm -hmm. amazing away and suck at home, which is (laughs) so, so far removed from where they were that Kind of begs the question, was it a Ben Simmons thing? Because we all thought it was an envied mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so um, surprisingly, they seem to have done okay even without Kyrie because they're away from, though, because, and I say that because away games are the only ones Kyrie is eligible for, but even before mm-hmm. he came in, they'd mm-hmm. been doing you know, really well away from home. Now, I don't know why that is. We can deep dive into that, but if that's the case, can they maybe take a punt at it and say we're better off in the playoffs not fielding Kyrie mm-hmm. than to have him come in and out, in and out, um, mm-hmm. you know, of of uh, of the series, which which would suck. Right? Yeah. Uh, or is it that you know they just they they just swallow their pride and say screw it, let's just pay. Which should be, I mean, if you're going to do it, do it all the way. Treat them like one of those
0: 10-day contract players who yeah. are just here to help us out. And then once the playoff comes, you're no longer No, I mean, required. no, no, I'm saying pay the
1: fines. I'm saying if you're going to be shameless, be shameless mm-hmm. all the way, right? Because mm-hmm.
0: you were, you've already given
1: up all principles. It's not like you have any face to save, right? You've gone back on pretty much every rule that you paid for yourself. Might as well go all the way, pay a little extra to uh, to
0: get him to play. I'm not ass. a fan of that, not a fan of that. I'm
1: not a fan of him coming back in the first place, but they did that. So I'm saying, if you're going to do that, you might as well go all the way. Like, what is this half enough? Suddenly you're too principled and ethical to, to pay a fine to make him play home. and you know, Fuck off, you brought him in. I mean, if you're that worried about health and safety and all of that stuff, he, he has no business being anywhere near the team. But clearly he is up in the around, running about with the team. He is unvaccinated. He
0: could screw half yep. the squad yep. as if they. He were, kind and... of confirmed it yesterday again in the press conference that his stance is not going to change.
1: No, that's fine and fair play to him, right? But the organization's got to think about itself also. So clearly this isn't about COVID safety. This is just ego. This is just how dare you hold the OR get ransom? Uh, mm-hmm. You know you won't win, but except he did, and now he's playing and uh, he's only playing away games not because of the org's uh, wishes that's that's how the law is framed but yeah. now they have a way out if you're going to be shameless go all the way otherwise don't let him back in in the first place right? this, this half and half nonsense is good for no one
2: Hey everybody has for another great week on the IVM Podcast Network On Advertising is Dead Varun speaks to Rohit Raj business partner at BBK Vines Rohit talks about what it takes to be a creator's backbone and shares some exclusive tidbits from the marketing of Dendora once Sid, Siddhar tells us what to do next once we have our dream job. On Therimini Raste, Kesho points out the contrast in commuting by Indian and American railways. On Hansvani, here's the story Ulchan that asks a question about love and friendship. And on Marathi Kirtke, the Deshmukh's dissect Padmatai Gole's famous poem, Chafiacha Zada. Do follow us on social media. We're IBM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And remember, if you're enjoying this show or any of our other shows for that matter, please do tell a friend. We really do appreciate the word of mouth. Also, don't forget to rate us on any of the platforms that you're listening to us on, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is. And we are also on YouTube. On YouTube, you can check out our various channels on IVMPodcast.com slash YouTube. And finally, we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Banco Baroda and CoinSwitch Kuber. Thank you for making this possible.
0: The next team I want to talk about is the Milwaukee Bucks, of course. Uh, They clobbered both the Warriors and the Nets. Uh, This is somewhere in the last seven, eight games. But they've lost everything else. Uh, Drew Holiday has missed the last five games. And in those five-game stretch, they ranked 24th offensively, which is pretty weird given how strong this team is. And one of the deepest teams in the league as well, current champions. Of course, you'd expect that. But uh, we said throughout the season, we've said that the Bucks are the favorites in the East. Do all roads from the east still lead go? Uh, do all roads from the east still go through Milwaukee? Despite this poor run of form, hmm. I, I still think they're the strongest team
1: in the East. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I struggle to see any team that can take them down. But this sort of topsy-turvy form is a little worrying. If it's yep. just they're conserving energy whenever one of the big three is out, and they don't want to overstretch in the regular season, okay, it's a bit of a risky move, but okay, live with it. If there's more to it than that, we've got problems. Because sometimes, and and remember, this was a squad where for quite some time, Giannis was the only guy driven on the court. Everyone else had to be pushed. Like, Brogdon had to be pushed out. And uh, (laughs) Middleton had to be pushed to just, you know, wake up, do it. Like, you can shoot. why, Why don't you do it in big games? It's not like he sucks. He just refuses to try in a lot of big games. It's like, go for it. Um, A lot of these guys needed to be egged on and you know my love for the Lopez brothers. So Mm -hmm. could it be that the chip made some of them Um, complacent? The numbers sometimes do reflect it. Uh, Again, except the eye test also tells you it's not like everyone's driven the same way they should be or they were last season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's that or it's the fact that they're just smartly load managing whenever Drew's out or Chris is out, they just kind of get their numbers, go home.
0: Mm-hmm. What's more worrying for me uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks is that the big three, jrue uh, Middleton and Giannis, have just played 14 played. games together.
1: Yeah, there you
0: go. 14 games, that's like 30% of the season, right? Yeah. And that is worrying because you've seen this uh, strategy not work out in the past for the Clippers. You've seen this not work out for the Lakers last season, even because LeBron mm-hmm. and AD missed a bunch of games and the playoffs come. Yes, true. AD no, got but I think mean, they were adjust.
1: injured in the playoffs also, so that's true. probably not a great question.
0: But uh, we've seen that this kind of strategy does not really work because you really need to have a bunch of games together. Uh, Even though you played a season before, you won the championship, you've gone all the way. I still think momentum is a thing in sports. Hmm. And if you're not going into the playoffs on a streak, then it can get really difficult to switch on that light that you see, right? Uh, flip that switch yeah, on yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah so i think that's going to be uh, really difficult for milwaukee bucks i think they need to find a way to get zero holiday back in uh, get him involved pretty quick and then put on this run i still think milwaukee bucks are the strongest but it's kind of concerning that uh, the big three have not played enough together
1: yeah i mean somewhere it's it's they get hard done by uh, by image also by perception because mm-hmm. i mean from the start of the season right why did how do how do milwaukee come into the season as defending champs and then have and see brooklyn as the odds-on favorites to win the league <laughs> from all the bookies where they don't even know if another victory three is going to be available and there are still odds on favorites and it's probably still the case to the day um and and, and also our own perception right all, all of us talk about brooklyn need to just get to the playoffs and they'll figure it out well mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. so can milwaukee right so sometimes they get hard done by just their perception is not very superstar-y it's not very it's like the lakers in the bubble they're sucked in the bubble absolutely yep. sucked in the bubble Yep. right but people are like ah whatever it's lebron 80 they'll figure it out they'll win and so they did um somewhere that perception bias uh rarely ever falls on the box side of the, the equation i'm hoping they prove everyone wrong but it's going to be very very tough if, if this trend continues of the big three not playing together i think it's going to be tough it's something that the lakers uh, at a much lower level. Are facing right now I say low level because even when all three played it didn't, didn't look very good but uh, I don't know. let's see let's see I think it'll be tough if Jiro doesn't come back soon for sure
0: okay uh, the interesting team amongst all of these is the Miami Heat because the top the starting five which you would call is Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, PJ Tucker, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. that should be the starting five right the five of them together have just played 10% of the minutes together so far this season. <laughs> uh, all of them have missed a bunch of games, one after the other. Bam missing for the biggest stretch. He's missed 22 games. Jimmy Butler has just played 25, so he's missed around 15 games. Uh, Lowry, surprisingly, who I thought would be the uh, most absent player in this, he has played almost every game. Uh, Duncan Robinson's played uh, 40 games. He started 35. He's coming off the bench of late. Uh, that team is pretty interesting because despite all of this, they sit on top. Uh, they sit on, Tied with the Chicago Bulls, you could say, uh, in top spot. And that is something that we really didn't see coming because their role players have really performed uh, yeah. beyond their abilities. Uh, Tyler Hero has been amazing off the bench. Definitely a lock for the sixth man of the year. Uh, then off the uh, they found Deadman to replace Bam Adebayo for a while. And then Yurt Seven started playing. And he started averaging 13 rebounds a game. Uh, <laughs> Max Cruz Gabe Vincent... Uh, all of these guys we didn't really hear about before the start of the season. They've really become good role players for the Miami Heat and it's something encouraging for them because uh, once a playoff begins this is what counts, right? I mean your top five will be there and perform but it's these 10-12 minutes that you get of these bench players that will really make a difference. The non-Butler minutes, the non adebayo minutes that is where you need to really stay strong and I think Miami Heat have the team to contest and like we know this is a bad matchup for anyone. Yeah. Uh the Bucks would not want to face the Heat. The Nets would not want to face the Heat. This does not really say that Miami Heat are the favorites, but it's a team that you want to avoid if you can. Uh now, have you changed your opinion of Miami from what we were like a month yeah. ago, where we didn't yeah. really rate the Heat so highly, but we said they'll be there.
1: I have. Uh, who the hell knew Gabe Vincent, let alone yeah, exactly. how, <laughs> how he would play or any of these guys? Yeah, and all these folks. Um, I uh, they've They've had Butler out for like 18, 20 games. They've had Adabaiar out for more than 25, I believe, is the count. So, mm-hmm. um, And yet, look where they are on the table. So, somewhere they're doing something right. But there's a few standout points here. All of these unknown entities that have that have stepped up. Yotsin and and uh, Gabe Vincent and yada, yada, yada. Plus, Tyler Hero is finally back, balling. Uh, yep. he's, he's playing well, okay. He's not quite bubble Tyler Hero, but he's still playing well. And the numbers are great. And he's contributing. Duncan Robinson is a dud. I think it's it's about time yeah. they concluded this and and moved on. Um, just like they moved, uh, uh, and I don't even remember the name now, Kendrick Nunn. Just like they moved Kendrick <laughs> Nunn on. I think Robinson's a dud. I think they've got to, they've got to move on. Um, maybe get a nice shooter. I hear uh, Bridges is out of contract into the season. Maybe mm-hmm. that's something they'll want to pick up. Um, the other thing is, and this is a recurring pattern again yet again eric spolstra seems to have found yet another value piece and by value piece i mean someone on the download don't have to give up a lot or nothing at all to sign uh, but fits right into the culture of the org tenacity teamwork ball movement blah 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 that extra pass always find the best shot etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera. hustle back on defense age is just a number in Kyle Lowry. He had that exact same thing in Dragic. He had that exact same thing in a bunch of people before. Uh, Ray Allen, they utilized the fuck out of back in the championship mm-hmm. winning years. And even D-Wade too, to a lesser extent because he was a better player overall. But um, so And they seem to have found that again in Kyle Lowry. Uh, yeah. the, the way he orchestrates the offense is a side for Sorais. Um, I think you know Butler does it well. But I think they really need a Lowry and, and Dragic type to, to run the show and he does a great job with it. Now yep. they've got Bam back. All yep. of this plus Bam back. You know they're tenacious in the playoffs. they just not going to is a great
0: add uh, yep. to that team as well. Just fits, fantastic. In right. Fits, fits right in. Especially for the playoffs. I think that's the
1: kind yep. of player you'd want in the playoffs, right? So um, yep. um, just great additions to Donald I think they've, they've really stepped up, did not see this coming. But I have only myself to blame because how many times have uh, Sports strand mm-hmm. Company not done this and Pat Riley and the whole arc in the past? Um, yeah, they're a scary matchup in the playoffs. They're not going anywhere. I don't think they're getting to the finals, but uh, they can give at least one team a lot of trouble in one series, if not down a giant
0: in the yep. in the playoffs. Yep, it'll take a lot to beat the the Heat. Simple. If the net face the Heat, and if that goes to six or seven, they're going to have trouble in the next round because. They'll be fatigued. There's not going to be an easy matchup. You're not going to run through the heat. So yeah. that's yeah. that's the matchup you want to avoid if you're the Bucks, if you're the Nets. And if they have
1: uh, if they have both Bam and Butler uh, back, I think they're going to be a nightmare on defense yep. to to yep. for 80. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Right. Uh, Cleveland Cavs. What is your take on that team? That is the most interesting bunch because uh, the start of the season they were odds on to win around twenty eight games a season. And, and they lost
1: there. one of their one half of their backcourt. And yes, then they, they lost, a
0: point guard and the backup for that <laughs> yeah. player. So Sexton and Rupio have been ruled out for the season. And still, they're on the stair, uh, Garland, Mobley, and Allen. This is a new trio that I love and watch, uh, love watching. And Garland has yeah. been an all-star player. He's averaging over 10 assists a game in his last five. Uh, Jarrett Allen and Nivan Mobley are such amazing defenders yeah. that it's difficult to go past them. They're pretty much seven-footers in, in your front court. You're not dunking over them. You're not shooting uh, floaters over them. They're so tall that you can't do anything. Yeah, Jared Allen. Defensive- Hi, Brooklyn. <laughs> Defensively, they're a nightmare. I mean, you can't get past yeah. them, right? They're uh, they are they're amazing. I, that came out wrong. Defensively, they're a nightmare for the other team, not for them. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a tough, tough team to beat. Uh, the only thing that might go against the Cavs is their inexperience uh, when it comes to big games. They have stood their own against the big team so far in the regular season, but playoffs are a different beast and that might be a little too much for them to handle right away, but this is a team I'm really excited about. I mean, uh, even if not for this season, even for the yeah. future, I think they're really shaping up to be a strong team. They have that expiring contract of uh, Ricky Rubio yeah, yeah. that they can yeah. trade out. Sexton is... Restricted uh, free agent,
1: I think. At the end of the
0: season. Yeah, he's a restricted free agent. They can swap that for a good player as well. And that would be a team... That is very, scary.
1: I mean, they'll have to sign and trade. I think the, the Sexton thing is a little tricky mm-hmm. uh, because then their only option is to sign and trade. Um, yep. Or wait for someone to make an offer and match. But if, I mean, why would you, uh, if you're going to match, you might as well make that damn offer rather than risk somebody else giving better money. But, so, so the only way out is sign and trade. But I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see them keep him, actually. I think the time to trade him was last season. They didn't do that. So clearly there's some belief. Because I, otherwise, I don't know what the hell kind of math they were doing to, to keep him around. If, uh, two standout things, right? All of these youngsters and Jared Allen and the boy, they've got size. And I love what Kevin loves giving uh, giving them yep, off, the, off the, of bench. the bench. Yeah, right? looks like a new player. Yeah, I thought he was done. Two years ago, yep. I thought he was done. Like, didn't he didn't look motivated. Washed. I mean, yeah. his ability was there, but he didn't look motivated at all. So I uh, so I misread that. Uh, maybe it, it might have been a motivation issue. It looked like he was just physically done, like like Blake, Blake Griffin. Yeah. Of course, he mm-hmm. sunk it up in Detroit. He played much better in Brooklyn. But even then, even, even his
0: best at Brooklyn was like, eh. Yeah, and just the hustle what, was there. The yeah. effort was there, but yeah.
1: Yeah, so that was that was Kevin Love for me. But, but he's been solid off the bench and the kind of veteran energy that they need. But the two standout pieces, and Jared Allen's been great, blah, blah, blah. Two standout pieces. Garland has stepped up and how in, mm-hmm. in Sexton's absence. That is one. And two, they've probably got the rookie of the year. Yeah, uh, in the yep. in the draft, right? Like Kate Cunningham, whatever, not the same team impact. Um, and and the same as whoever else you can throw at me, Scotty Jill, Barnes Green, blah blah, yeah. blah blah, yeah, whatever. All, fuck all teams, not not the same level of impact on their team. Uh, this guy is phenomenal, and and yep. he's giving you win share impact. Uh, mm-hmm. in a team that's gunning for let's say top three, they're in the race for it. He yep. pretty phenomenal in in year one. I mean, it's no Magic Johnson, but that's pretty amazing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I I love this team. If I had to pick one team that I would really root for... The Lakers? uh, In the East? (laughs) (laughs) It would be the Cavs. It's real fun to watch them play. I mean, very different from how they're built compared to the other team. You don't really have three seven-footers in your starting five, right? Including Markkanen and these two giants. I think that's really tough. And then Garland is really fun to watch.
1: Markkanen shoots threes too. I like that guy. By the way, you said the Gobert-less Jazz... Lost here and there including to the Lakers might I remind you not only did Gobert play against the Lakers we Russell Westbrook <laughs> hit the greatest dunk this side of the 20th century that anyone has ever seen it is a signal that the Lakers are going to win it all and it starts uh-huh. now I will I should record it that <laughs> by, all, by, by win it all I mean like six six places something like that
0: it starts now man <laughs> that was the uh if you had to finally Choose how these teams would end up, the top five in the East. Uh, what would be your pick if you had to pick now at the halfway point of the season? yikes okay. That's the not so fun part. <laughs> Where do they stand now?
1: So Bulls, Miami, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Milwaukee. I am- have. I I tend to lean more towards teams that have a good home record because I am mm-hmm. old school like that. I believe a fortress is, is the foundation stone for a lot of um, mm-hmm. great regular season campaigns. And on by virtue of that, I will still give the Nets a pass uh, okay. just on sheer strength. So the Nets are going to okay. be somewhere in there. I think the Bulls are going to be there. I think Miami is going to be there. Now, the question is outside of that. Cleveland, Milwaukee, let's throw in the 76ers in there. I'm not really too high on Charlotte. I think they're all right, but they're not that great. So out of these, six, one of them is going to drop out and I've got to pick that one. I am actually comfortable Mm -hmm. with the top five the way they are. Because, so for me, the Bulls, despite stinking it up in the last uh, God knows how many games, despite going Mm -hmm. through so many rounds of core protocols and this, that, and the Mm -hmm. other. And uh, I think the last... A uh, couple of weeks or more, they've been bottom three in the league on defense. And despite right. all of that, they still sit on top of the league by virtue of of uh, uh, you know their point of win percentage. Right? And, uh, that tells you something, and that tells me they're not going to drop out of the top five. No way. So that's them there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami, it's a little tricky with all of the injuries, but I think they've they've managed this excellently well. In another conference, they'd have struggled a little more, but but here I think they're good. They're good for the top five. Brooklyn Nets gets a pass just because of sheer superstar uh quality, they're gonna be there. And I don't see the Cavs dropping, and I just can't see the Bucks tolerating anything worse than a top five finish. If anything, I think they'll move up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So mm-hmm. sorry, sorry, Philly, but not enough firepower. And they're just always one disaster away from saying we're done for the season. <laughs> that can't, disaster can't put my seven one. footer who plays, it yeah. says, who yeah, plays at
0: the center. So can't put money on them. I, I would I would think so too. I think the Bucks would somehow yeah. uh, uh, fight through this crisis, uh, this mini crisis that they're having, and they'd still top the Eastern Conference. That's my pick: the Bucks to finish oh, first. Top, wow. Yeah, I think Jeez. the Bucks will top the. They're not too far away, right? They're uh, still yeah, there, no, just right? one or yeah. two games behind. So that's. I think the Bucks will still top the. Pure strength of the team. I think mm-hmm. they're strongest. They'll top. I see the Cavs being motivated enough to finish in the top three. So I put the Cavs up there in the top three. The Bucks, the Cavs, and Miami Heat are too strong. Can't really rule them out. So my, the top two currently, uh, or the top uh, two teams on the top three currently, will fall down. From oh, the you're top picking three Nets three. to drop then? The Nets will definitely drop because KD is going three. to miss the next six weeks. Uh, that's going to be a big blow for them. They have Kyrie. For a few games.
1: 10 <laughs> <laughs> out of 13, you said it.
0: I know. I don't see them uh, winning. Uh, consistently at least, uh, at least in the regular season. In the playoffs, they could be a different uh, team altogether. you uh, are of-
1: sleeping on the greatness of Kyrie Irving the way he is sleeping on anything scientific shown to him.
0: <laughs> he doesn't believe
1: in science, people don't believe in Kyrie, we have a problem. This <laughs> this circle jerk is not working.
0: I think the Nets and the Bulls. The Bulls, I, I yeah. really don't see them staying there with that Roster okay. in the top three. Uh, they're a strong team, but I think they'll they're good enough for a top five finish. So that's my pick. Okay. But uh, it's going to be an interesting stretch of games. The second half of the season, uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll come back tomorrow and talk about the Western Conference. A lot of uh, teams are not shifted spots there, but everyone's catching up. The Jazz and the Clippers are just behind the Warriors. The Suns have gone on a tear again. That's that's interesting. And the the Lakers, Lakers are winning have- games again are winning games. They won the a game.
1: Three. Okay, let's start small. <laughs> they won a game, guys. They
0: won. So we'll come back and talk about the Western Conference yeah. tomorrow. But that's all on today's episode. And I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye, Hey, if you
1: enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on our social media, We're at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to us, and you know you do, you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash. You want to tell us Magic Johnson is still better than Steph Curry and you don't think Steph Curry has changed the game. For all that and more, reach out to us on both Instagram and Twitter. If you love cricket, listen up. The Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast is here for you. Hosted by DJ, Varun, and me, Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh, fans' point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us, sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges & Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IBM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards
2: from nowhere. Join me every Thursday, as I explore the strange, obscure, and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website, or wherever you get your podcast from.